Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. What's up, guys? Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about SEO, how you can create your holistic approach. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Firuza Koke. How are you? Thank you, Anatoly. I'm perfect, actually. <laughs> I'm so excited to have this interview with you. Yeah, we are actually a family because you now we have uh, we had two sessions. It's the third second, yes. <laughs> the third session. So that's yeah. great. To... <laughs> yeah. Thank you for you know making. I mean, making me as usual. <laughs> nice nice okay before we start just tell more about your self-experience background and uh, yeah i know i know why you like seo but tell our audience why uh, seo is your choice oh uh, yes um so i started my career as uh with a company that i've co-founded with my husband as uh you know it was a web design company uh and it was back in 2000s uh, mm -hmm. Then I started affiliate marketing and I love affiliate marketing because it's again all about with the keywords. Um, and during that journey, we co-founded three different companies and uh, success, you know, ups and downs, ups and downs. And uh, over time, I enjoyed marketing the most. And right now, it seems like everything is about SEO because SEO kind of uh, contains everything in it. If you do not take care of one item in that bucket, it really hurts you. So you really mm -hmm. need to understand what's going on uh, and um, all the marketing areas that SEO covers. So that's why mm -hmm. you know I, I love holistic approach because and it also gives me. Uh, Help me to put my perspective over the experience that I got. And yeah, this is a short story, I, I can say. <laughs> now I'm just helping companies to uh, have their SEO strategies and uh, implications. Nice, nice. We have a sponsor today, iHrefs, SEO tools and resources to grow your search traffic. By the way, can you tell, do you know about this tool? Of course, that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so happy that you know Ahrefs is your uh, sponsor, and I'm really um, using it every day in a variety of ways, and I'm really enjoying it. I don't know what would I do without Ahrefs. I, I sincerely, you know, say it from my heart. <laughs> yeah, I love this too because yeah, a lot of. Uh, uh, useful features i use them uh, almost every single day because some sometimes i need to remove my mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah but uh, i want to tell that uh, you know for example for me google analytics and google search console are a must-have you know but hrs sure. is the second must-have <laughs> totally totally Okay, I, mean, uh, I have. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to start from the first question. Uh, how to find uh, your holistic approach? For example, if you start from scratch, if you, uh, if someone creates a website and wanna uh, uh, jump on this field, uh, where to start and what to do first? Yes, I think my approach is always go to what the competitors are doing in the market. You know, whether you have a, a newly established business or you 
have already been in the market for such a long while, doesn't really matter. You know, you really need to see what your competitors are doing so that it's a kind of an anchor point for me to make an understanding about what's going on in the market, who are their audiences, how they uh, shape their branding um, strategy, and then how they created their content, of what which uh, social media channels they show their presence. And so, of course, you know, you also check out some of the parts, how they sort out the problems of authority building, the backlink profile, all that stuff come into mm -hmm. one bucket. And then uh, I just, after I have a general identification of what's going on, then I'll go start with the audience to understand really how uh, my product or my client's product will sort out a problem for a specific persona so that mm -hmm. I can live in your life and then understand what's going on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but love it, love it. <laughs> because if you let me, I will just go on and on and on. <laughs> love it, yeah. Okay, let's talk about uh, choosing priorities. For example, we have a holistic approach uh, that have many different methods. Uh, it's a complex uh, mechanism, for example, uh, building, creating content, optimization, technical stuff many other directions but uh, can you tell how to choose priorities for example if you have limited resources uh, if I only have my two hands you know I start from scratch and I need to find the right way to go I can't cover all of them but how to choose priorities yeah totally I get you um, with the competitor uh, analysis what I'm doing is you know the keywords that they are uh, covering and if I got the the big keyword list all from the competitors and um, and also do my keyword research you know what are the other related ones or the matching keywords all that stuff which will really help me to understand um, what is missing in the market which areas are um, opening grounds for my product. And this way I can understand which keywords to go for and what type of pro problem I'm solving. And at that point, you know, you just overlap um, these two items, then that's your strategy. You know, you can't because mm -hmm. you can't do all the big um strategy pack for your site map it is immense and it's mm -hmm. you know when you see it that way oh my god what am i gonna do how am i gonna do so the best part is go for what is the market missing even mm -hmm. though you know the volume could be less but still you gain ground at one point which helps you to get recognized by google and show your good work and this will really help you to be seen more in the future even you are adding products or items related i mean uh overlapping with your competitors um mm -hmm. doesn't really matter it just you know you should just say start from one foot go start what's missing in the market Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Love it. Yeah. Especially, you know, when I create uh, any content strategy, I usually check out what uh, 
is really missing because you know uh, we have a bunch of other high quality content online if you type on google any keyword you can find a, yes. a, like a google list a million results for any keyword that you so it's better yeah uh, i love this approach when you are looking for ways what is missing out where you can uh, jump and uh, add new content uh, some interesting ideas uh, and can you tell uh, how to find what is missing out in the market uh, what tools to use or a, a manual job provide more insights about that yes so um ahf comes to picture <laughs> you mm -hmm. know uh, on that part because you can go and make a competitive analysis with the ahrefs tool and then um so and you created related you know keywords from again ahrefs or whatever you know tool you're using even though you're using uh google's um keyword planner tool which is free um whatever you have just look at the keyword difficulty level and the volume information and when you're uh, just a newbie in the market just don't mind to go for the low volume as i say but go for the low volume and less you know uh keyword difficulty ones because those are allowing you opportunities of course you know it's not a a, a formula that will um solve every problem because this mm -hmm. is a dynamic um environment and when you even though you find you know low volume and less keyword difficulty keywords when you google them you will see that sometimes you know amazon was the first place or lows you know at the first place some big guys and then you just get intimidated oh, what am i gonna do uh just aim for the lower guys not for the you know the first three or first five but just try to uh gain position at six seven ten and still uh i know it's difficult it's still difficult to get on the first ten but you have to start somewhere and just sometimes um the conversation with your client gives you clues because he's gonna tell you uh where he is stuck uh mm -hmm. at one point uh what is he intimidated you know uh from his competitors so you got the insights and then you will use your hunch at the same time mm -hmm. i know that it's not very uh it's not it doesn't sound scientific or uh very you know it's a very emotional thing but sometimes emotions are really in your um in your periphery because people make decisions with their emotions, not their reasoning. I've been reading a lot of stuff with, you know, unconsciousness or consciousness, awareness, all the neurologic and psychologic type of books. And I know that I'm just a little bit nerdy in that. But all those, um, I mean, lessons that I got, all those books is just sometimes you really need to use your hunch. Mm -hmm yeah awesome yeah good approach and uh by the way i like when we have uh amazon or walmart or any other websites in the top 10 but when they have irrelevant content you know that means google doesn't know what to show <laughs> it's a big yeah. chance when you can overcome them 
to create relevant content that people are looking for. Uh, and uh, it's often when uh, authoritative websites can get the top 10 positions because Google uh, doesn't have a lot of choices. Yeah. Um, yes. The, <laughs> so it, it's a good idea to jump on this field. Okay. Let's talk about uh, creating content. Uh, can you provide more insights about that? Uh, because um, uh, I know even big businesses uh, uh, have struggled to create high quality content. Uh, and uh, when I ask them uh, what's going on, why you can't create this content, they reply to me, I have no experience with that. Uh, I need to compete in my field. Uh, I have a fierce competition. I need to develop and innovate my products. But uh, when creating content, it takes time how to do it. Uh, and um, uh, I found it's hard to find uh, responsible copywriters who can create high quality content. Uh, you can open Upwork or any other uh, resources. You can find m many copywriters, but most uh -huh. of them just rewrite in the content in the top 10 results. It's not related with researching, uh, uh, sharing something new, valuable. Can you tell from your experience how to find a responsible copywriter who will create awesome and high quality content? Yes. So creative content covers a lot of fields. It could be an infographic. It could be a video, audio, you know, even, you know, it's podcasting because that's what I love. And uh, blog posts, I mean, guys and there's a variety of those. And also you can uh, create some really helpful widgets, you know, like, you know, mortgage rate uh, calculator or um, interest rate calculator, whatever, you know, there are lots of uh, things that you can create. But within the, you know, the you have limited resources, limited budget, limited people, but you have to overcome one of these, you know, roadblocks because otherwise really you're uh, anyone, any other thing in the market and you have no differentiation. If you don't have any differentiation in the uh, content that you're delivering, you know, in terms of uh, creating value, um, it's really, unfortunately, you will lose in this game. So, I know it's hard, I know it takes time, but a good keyword research really gives you lots of clues. And those clues will be translated in the type of content you're gonna share. If everybody share a blog post, don't share a blog post, just try to use, you know, go search for Statista, for example, and have some statistics from your market and, share it with people in a you know nice uh infographic post and it's not difficult in a way the design part because there's canva and there are other products and they provide you know some of them are uh, they have free plans so you can do that the only thing that you need to do is just to see what's not in the market as a content type and then create that type of content so that you will, you know, really get um, the benefits out of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, love it, love it. Uh, but, but what about uh, finding a responsible copywriter uh, who can uh, write mm. uh, this high quality context? Uh, where to search you know, for, for these people? Yes, so um, I'm using it to call uh, writers access mm -hmm. and 
in that you know uh, environment you can reach out lots of writers and the, mm -hmm. you know the best part that i experiencing is you have uh, an account executive to you know or account person she or he reaches out to you and asks you some questions what type of content you want to create or what are what is the industry and all that uh, details and she can you know um just she advice to go you know a writer a writer b writer c and and also i heard um, how can i say endorsement mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. them so and it and i'm realizing it so i really like that approach because otherwise it's really hard to write if you want to write it on your own and spend a week in order to create like 2,000 or 3,000 uh, word um, article. And mm -hmm. really in a week, you can do so many different things for your company. So it's nice to deliver it, you know, that way. And it's not, you know, a huge cost. So, and it allows you to reach out to so many different writers and you know, mm -hmm. that's my way or uh, the other thing with the startup that i'm advising uh, from turkey actually they are he based in here but they have uh their content writers in turkey and you know that it's just you know it's no <laughs> the devaluation of the turkish <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. so affordable to let it right if you find the right people and with this uh, startup, I really found of the writers we got, and they are delivering good content. So this mm -hmm. is another way. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, also started territories because Indian writers or Pakistanis, you know, they were all in the market. You can find mm -hmm. them in, in everywhere. But Turkey is not very exploited in that sense, so you can find good ones again. <laughs> and I'm well, not against you know any Indian or Pakistani writers. They were all great. It's just sometimes uh, you need to find the right person for yourself, as you know it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it. By the way, uh, I didn't tell you, but I love your background. I wanna uh, use my hands, you know, <laughs> on your background to take no, these books to read them. <laughs> yeah, it's my passion about read you. books. Oh, thank you. I love art, so I just have, you know, all the books for museums, you name it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Okay, Let, let's talk uh, more about um, creating uh, nice-looking content. Uh, I check out a few studies that uh, most users uh, open website and live for a few seconds. Um, I don't, re don't remember exactly the number. It's like the average 80% of users can open and leave it because it's hard to understand. Uh, they, uh, you know, uh, or uh, a website, website content is irrelevant to their uh, intent. Can you tell how to catch attention when someone opens your website? How to give them a strong reason uh, and retain longer on your content? Yes. So the visual uh, parts are the most important one. Um, in my 
experience, you know, over so many years because I work for uh, one of our companies was a web design company. So it the color combinations are the the right, you know, um, sources to look at. You really need to use contrasting colors so that each one pops uh, from the other one and then you can easily um they can easily attract your attention if you mm -hmm. go to you know a you know open because i i do the same thing too i just open it up and then i found that the colors are not very attractive and they use in not in the you know proper uh way and then i said if this company doesn't in a way you know, i know that it's in a way prejudicial prejudicial but still mm -hmm. it means something for me if they are not caring about the colors the visual aspects of their design then how can i expect them to deliver me good content or good product so in that sense the way you are using colors and also combining it with the right shapes you know not to um in a way more like banding shapes, which gives you more um, the feeling of acceptance. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, um, I must say, but we are using that type of uh, design too. We are using always boxes and the boxes has their very edgy shapes and edgy shapes are, you know, in uh, human psychology um, denotes the alarmist situations like you know danger or that sort of thing so you can you you know lose it in that eight that 80 eight percent really uh about having emotional connection with the designs the shapes and the textures so mm -hmm. that's you know um yeah, I, I maybe I'm not really sounding like the the crowd, but that's my <laughs> way of yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I, I think you know it's it's a broad topic. You know, it's it's hard to reply. If, uh, uh, I don't know how to reply to this question because it depends. You know, we have many different types of content, websites. So yeah, it depends. Uh, and when you check out specific page, you can understand uh, uh, what what I can change, what I can help or fix or edit uh, on this specific page. Because I have no idea how to create uh, the same content for uh, all pages online. So. Yeah, yeah, yes. it depends as usual. Yeah. And you know, I have the question about uh, estimation or quality of content. For example, Google uh, shares you need to create high quality content. If you read some marketing books, blogs, they share you need to create high quality content, super high quality content. But how to measure this quality? For example, I can measure uh, the uh, I, I don't like, uh, for example. I push speed insights. Yeah, I can uh, estimate uh, my technical optimization. I can estimate uh, keyword difficulty. But uh, how to measure uh, or estimate uh, content? Because uh, it's the number one rating factor. 
and we can't estimate them uh, because uh, it, it depends as usual but from your experience how yeah i think you know in that sense uh, what we got on the google um search sorry analytics the bounce rate mm -hmm is you know is one of the best ways to understand whether people are really enjoying or uh getting benefits from the content or they just you know uh seeing it and just going somewhere else just you know uh closing uh your page on the browser or just leave it like that so that's not a good thing bounce rate is one of the uh, you know the factors that we can measure and it and it's um, it's hard to put some emotional, um, I don't know, um, qualifications or quantifications to understand it. But the other tool, for example, Microsoft Clarity tool just, you know, gives you a heat map. And, and you know, if you if people staying on your website, you really want to know which, you know, parts of your site or, or page they are visiting, they are more, you know, um, yeah, um, concentrated on. So mm -hmm. then you understand that, hey, this part is good, but the other uh, side of, let's say, the, uh, yeah, the opposite side is not getting very attention. So what's happening there? Is this the colors or are these the, the pictures or what else mm -hmm. happening? So it's a labor of love in a way and it's it's difficult but you know these are a few uh things that i can share and the other thing is how much people share your content on uh social media uh environments or channels um this is another uh tool but of course i mean it's not likes likes have no meaning almost no meaning uh the shares are uh, the best part you know of you can see Hey, my content is delivering value. I'm I like it, and I do mm -hmm. more of that kind of content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you know it's interesting that uh, bounce rate is contradictive metric. You know, for example, if someone opens your website, they can get everything what they need to have uh, and uh, leave it, uh, and uh, you can get bounce rate. Uh, but you can get this bounce rate only in Google uh, Universal Analytics because in uh, GA4, uh, Google uh, doesn't have this metric. And right I now, know. yeah, it's replaced with uh, engagement. So you, it's better to check out this metric uh, on in GA4, you know, and yeah, Google Analytics 4 version. And yeah, you, uh, I, I love this metric more because it's more real than bounce rate. But yeah. In, uh, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, even it sounds you know very you know not very deep, but it's mm -hmm. one of the factors, and and I like that uh, quant you know quantifier in a way, mm -hmm. and you know this universal analytics, I'm a little bit hesitant about uh, you know what we're yeah. gonna um, test it for because you know. Mm -hmm. it, that's Google's way. They just bring something into the market. They test it mm -hmm. on us in a way. We are like rats and then they find and that uh, it's working or not. And and in a way you understand because they're big and we are their um, lab. So, mm -hmm. and also they are serving for us too. So 
our mm-hmm. feedbacks and our ways of you know uh, dealing with what they deliver is important mm-hmm. yeah got it okay uh, let's talk about your loving seo tools can you share a list of tools that uh, you are you must have you know uh and uh and why just explain uh a, l- a little bit review of yeah. any tools and why it's important to consider them yes so google analytics google search console ahfs or any other uh keyword tool and screaming frog i you know mm-hmm. those are my to go and i can't live uh, without any one of them because at the end of the day you just uh, make analysis with one tool, but then that analysis should be translated into, let's say I have an analysis from Ahrefs and then, you know, I search the keywords, but then I wanna know, you know, um, those keywords, who are the top 10 positions who got the top 10 positions. So in order to do that, I like to use Screaming Frog. And then mm-hmm. I got, you know, go to Screaming Frog because other than technical analysis done with Screaming Frog, Screaming Frog has almost, you know, endless opportunities to help you to make other analysis. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's just one of my examples. It's just you have the keywords and you know that they have low difficulty and high volume, but what else? So I have to translate the data to Screaming Frog so that it gives me uh, what I'm missing with the other tools mm-hmm. or what I'm but, missing in a much more easier way. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Uh, let's compare uh, two metrics, UX and technical optimization uh, versus uh, what do you think? Uh, for example, if I have only two hands, uh, not more, and I can handle only one metric, uh, UX or technical optimization, where to pay more attention um i'm sorry i'm not told the line was uh, broken so can you repeat it ah i mean like yes. uh, for example if we have a user experience and technical optimization if you uh-huh. can handle only one way uh, ux or technical optimization uh, which uh, to choose for example from your experience uh, ux uh-huh. is better or technical optimization what do you Oh, that's a difficult question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So um, I think my part is user experience, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's a biased, uh, you know, uh, answer in a way because I come from web design part of the world when I first mm-hmm. started. So I have a very deep relationship with user experience and design, and you know, if you provide. Uh, nicely flowing web experience to your user with some valuable information and with nice colors, which really blends with your branding, then you will keep them. And even though they have, they know Google, but I mean, at the end of the day, you really need to make it for Google too, because this is one equation for the users. And the other one is uh, the big machine who was going to decide how many people will see it. So it's really hard, Anatoly. What's your take? Tell me. (laughs) I'll Uh, just get some insight from you. 
uh, yeah, uh, it's hard question, but yeah, uh, I definitely choose UX because I think without UX, you can't get any results, even if you have the best technical optimization, but because users don't, uh, don't know about this technical errors, they don't know about that you have them. Uh, yeah, of course, they can feel it like uh, low speed or some bugs, but how they can uh, use content if it's not optimized with UX, you know, uh, okay, I can get a hundred percent with PageSpeed Insights, but uh, uh, if people uh, don't understand content in the first stage, we need Absolutely. to satisfy people. Thank you. Human. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, I agree with you. And uh, but uh, you know what I like in your reply that you share uh, uh, that your biased because uh, coming from uh, web designing, and uh, I think it, it's a good idea to consider your strong sides. For example, if someone is good with technical optimization and it's your strong side, then jump there. Of course, it doesn't mean that you need to ignore UX. You need to do it. But uh, it's better to consider your strong side. For example, creating content, link building, uh, technical optimization. Just choose your strong side. For example, I know some marketers uh, are not good with SEO, but they get high results on LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, YouTube, or any other platforms. Why they need to do it if they have these results from other marketing channels? Uh, it's their strong side. So I think any businesses need to find uh, their strong sides. And uh, after that, yeah, consider it. Uh, for example, uh, so if you good with UX, just do it. Good with technical optimization, do it. If Absolutely. <laughs> Totally. I, I cannot agree more because, mm -hmm. and this is a field that I feel comfortable and, um, and you need to really start with what you know, what is easy for you. And that, mm -hmm. that's my, you know, philosophy in, in anything, because when you achieve something uh, simple, it gives you the understanding that, Hey, I can do that. So then you can go for the, you know, next uh, phase, which is, more difficult but you have the courage that you have done it before so i'm gonna do it so you know this is the same for as a life experience it's just translated into different areas mm -hmm. yeah got it okay let's let's help another uh people you know for example i, I can divide my audience uh, in two parts this uh, the first part uh you know they are website owners companies that are looking for ways to get traffic, sales, results. Uh, the second part uh, are students who want to jump on this field and uh, help others to get traffic, sales, results. So let's help them. Uh, for example, uh, if you start today, uh, uh, which way uh, it's better to go uh, according to your experience to learn more about SEO? Ha. Another difficult mm -hmm. question. <laughs> oh, I think, um, first of all, podcasts mm -hmm. are a great way to learn SEO because in the podcast, everybody is very honest and open to sharing their experiences. And I know that podcasts are, you know, uh, you can listen something, let's say, together. Today, we are here and people listening. And tomorrow, you can just listen, for example, um, Voices of Search podcast, which is my favorite, um, Benjamin Shapiro. And 
the next day you can just listen SEO Vault. I mean, another podcast. But when you do that, you know, it's a kind of a practice that your brain uh, absorbs the new field for you to, you know, different uh, terminology. At least you get used to what they are. You know, mm-hmm. after you have some kind of um, understanding or affinity to the field, then go check out um, blog posts by, for example, Neil Patel, uh, Brian Dean. And they also provide guides. So that's the beautiful part. They just share what they know on their guides and almost all of them are free. And uh, what else? HubSpot's Ahrefs, Sam Rush, you know, they all created their guides. Just go there, select one in which you are comfortable with or you like the most. Maybe Sam Rush's, you know, um, communication philosophy is much uh, easier for you to learn. So go check out and always listen and also read. So there are other um, resources like Search Engine Land, Search Engine Journal, um, tons of resources out there. But just, you know, mm-hmm. get make yourself acquainted with the terminology and then start reading. And, and that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Yeah. By the way, Benjamin Shapira spoke twice on my podcast, as you do. And, uh, <laughs> yes, I and- love it. <laughs> And yeah, uh, once I was on his podcast, uh, Voices of Search, yeah, love this podcast because, yeah, he can invite awesome guests, you know, uh, to share all this experience. And I want to give you what I, you know, I get to know you from that podcast, you know, Ah, Benjamin's podcast. And then, you know, that was amazing. I just said, oh, my God, this guy is amazing. (laughs) And then I just, you know. (laughs) And also, that's my, you know, way of communicating with or uh, creating relationships. After I listen to podcasts and if I like it, I just go to that person's LinkedIn profile and just say, hey, uh, let's say Anatoly, I Mm -hmm. love the podcast and I love um, the, you know, the subject you cover, the topic. And I give some, you know, details to show that I really listened it's not something shallow or just go uh, and, you know, find a way to connect with Anatoly. No, I just give what I really, where I really like in the podcast. Uh, what did you say? And then just very succinctly write it down. And that's what I do. So mm-hmm. I did this, the same thing by uh, writing to you on LinkedIn. And you mm-hmm. accepted my, you know, um, invitation so that's a great way to really get to know people and understand them and also appreciate and whenever time comes share it back with people and that's that's amazing i really love it and i just you know i hope everybody can should do that mm-hmm. to learn yeah nice nice yeah i agree with that um I have the question about the future of SEO. 
what kind of future are you expecting when uh, we know about new techs are coming for, uh, like metaverse uh, web3 what do you think seo will be dead in one day or uh, we have a shiny future and uh, if someone wanna jump today uh, it's too late or uh, it's a good idea to find your place in this field yeah i think it's never too late and seo i wouldn't wouldn't go anywhere um seo will be always uh in the game because the information is um exploding in an exponential level and every day we have got you know new tools free tools helping us to create you know much uh quality content so and Google, you know, needs to keep up the game always and also set the uh, qualities and also um, standards for this game. And they're already been in this game for such a long while, so they have a lot of experience. And I know that, you know, sometimes what Google's doing is not uh, very nice. Uh, sometimes we think that Google is evil. Yes, we can say that. You know, um, but at the same time, they are, they know what they are doing. So I respect what they do. And in that sense, uh, I think in the next couple of years, I don't think that meta will become a thing because it has got, you know, lots of technical um, problems that they need to solve in terms of, you know, the power of our computers and and the uh, internet connection, broadband and all that stuff. And and also it's, it's still so artificial for me. I can't really mm -hmm. put myself into you know being a metaverse character and communicating with people as a cartoon character why did i do that because i have it video i mean why do i need to do that maybe gen z has something i don't know we'll see but at mm -hmm. the same time the search will become i think more uh image based or image based uh search growth more mm -hmm. and the other part is uh they have a strange name but i really they call it m u m i guess something like that i mm -hmm. yeah, really yeah. you know um envision it in my whole being self mm -hmm. um so what they are what they try to do is when you search something they try to understand the context behind behind that search. Is it going to be, you know, is it related with something in a foreign country? Is it related with a, a certain culture? Or is it, uh, let's say, um, a shoe category? I don't know, you know, because shoes or cars have um, different names like some of them are using some ancient names, you know, Apollo or whatever, you name it. So mm -hmm. when a person writes down Apollo, does he mean it's a historical place uh, or history or is, a pro is it a product name? So Google is up for this. And they mm -hmm. have tons of information which will really uh, help them to figure out. And also... In that sense, the, the passage um, 
optimization will become much more important because now it's not only the page that uh, Google is looking at, it's also different uh, sections of it, which makes sense for a variety of, you know, search queries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, thanks a lot for your time, uh, for all these insights. It's a big pleasure to see you a second time. Welcome uh, back anytime. Tell oh, our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Thank you. Uh, anybody can uh, reach out me to LinkedIn. I welcome everybody. And um, I have been writing a blog, but right now i'm more in the project so i could not update my blog so um whenever uh, i blog st my i started blogging again i'll let you know <laughs> thank you anatoly mm -hmm. for having me it's a great pleasure okay guys you can find all links in the description below listen to us on apple google spotify thanks again for your time awesome uh nice session uh yeah uh, great insights as usual Okay, guys, thanks for listening and watching us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.